0: social 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 social, media. social, media. social media. Challenge, challenge. Challenge. Challenge accepted challenge accepted all right, welcome to another mini sode a little pull out episode here of pick johnny 's brain. This is where climbers listeners of this podcast send in their questions music marketing questions, digital marketing questions, content questions, production questions songwriting questions, publishing questions, whatever it is about the music business, anything and everything, send that to info at daredevilproduction.com. Put pick Johnny's brain in the subject line and it gets into the right folder so I can look through all that stuff and answer them live here on the air. We try to go through everything. Also, if you haven't done so already, please get your free download. It's absolutely free. It's a PDF informational download called 21 Biggest Reasons. You don't have more fans and how to fix it. Uh, There's a lot of the same mistakes that artists are making. And if you're frustrated with how you're not growing your audience and you're not getting in front of the right people – this isn't going to be the answer to everything, but it's the first step. It's just going to reframe your mind and get you thinking the right way and help you stop some of the bad habits that you've been doing the old way, which I say bad habits, it's just because it used to work. And so so many people are doing what used to work, but it doesn't work now. And this will help you identify that and make the change and transformation that you need to make sure that your time and your money that you're spending to promote yourself is is valuable and you're not wasting any of it. Uh, so it's, you know, as efficient as it can possibly be. Get the download at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, the free PDF download, giftfromjohnny.com, and tell us where to send it. Also, one final thing, we're open for consultation. Uh, we give lots of information here. But sometimes it, it's tough to connect the dots because every artist is different unless you have a little bit of outside help here, somebody who can kind of see at 30,000 feet and say, oh, you've got all these assets over here and you're not using them. Let's go use those. Let's incorporate that over here and, and get you moving in the right direction. So if you're interested in a consultation, we, we do charge for these guys. My time is very valuable, but it's, it's worth it. I promise you. Just email us at info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line. So today I'm going to share something different with you here. I actually just put together our most recent label proposal, and I wanted to share this with you because this this th- this episode for Pick Johnny's Brain is going to drop Friday here. The the, the following Tuesday is uh, two two weeks two weeks after that is going to be. I'm going to go deeper into some of the information in this label proposal here. But just like you artists, just like we preach on the on the podcast every single Tuesday about how to untie that knot when you're used to being marketed to from a broadcast platform and maybe you're used to marketing your brand on broadcast platforms that doesn't translate to digital. And so, you know, we've always been a, a steward. We've always been helping people make the transformation, understand the differences and get them headed in the right direction. Uh, and that's what largely what this this label proposal is about here. I'm going to read it uh, because it is. Well, it's just important. This is called Moneyball for the Music Business. We have a full episode talking about this coming up this coming Tuesday. And here is, this is just a little uh, more of a, a dive into helping labels transform over and understand the digital platform, just like we've been trying to help artists, okay? So... Moneyball for the music business. On October 15, 2001, the Oakland A's, the smallest of the small market Major League Baseball teams, lost the American League Divisional Series in five games to the richest team in baseball, the New York Yankees. The Yankees' payroll that year was $114.4 million, and Oakland's payroll is a mere $39.7 million. The disparity between the two payrolls, guys, Is We go deeper into that on Tuesday's episode, but they don't have essentially revenue sharing in baseball. But I I kind of explain that if you're not already aware of it. So Oakland made it to the playoffs by sheer luck. They were able to acquire three superstar players, Jason Giambi, Johnny Damon, and Jason Isringhausen, at the beginning of their careers when they were unproven and therefore affordable to a small market team. The problem was that after the 2001 season, each of these players went into free agency and were poached by larger market teams because Oakland couldn't afford to keep them at their new higher market price. So the following year, with a gutted team and the same budget, Billy Bean, the general manager of the Oakland A's, led his organization to the playoffs again. But this time it wasn't luck. He used data instead of superstars. This is where it matters to you guys. This is where it matters to singers, songwriters, musicians, and indie artists. In fact, Billy Bean won more games that year without the Stars than he did with them, pivoting to a reimagined and pragmatic approach to doing business. Oakland won just as many games as the Yankees did in 2002, except the Yankees paid $1.4 million per win, and Billy Bean's Oakland A's only paid $260,000 per win. Oh, yeah, the cherry on top there was when Oakland broke the Major League Baseball winning streak. The, uh, I mean, this is the league streak for as long as Major League Baseball has been around with an astonishing 20 consecutive wins. Two years later, Boston Red Sox broke the curse of the Bambino, winning their first World Series in 86 years by copying Bean's data model. Billy changed the game. And you can, too. The record business needs to reimagine how it operates. And I'm going to say this, the record business and artists need to reimagine how they operate much the same way that Billy Bean did using data instead of tried and true methods that were proven for over 150 years. Don't be too consistent here, guys. Right. You remember that episode? Don't be too consistent. We have to change. Think about this. What does Amazon know about you as a consumer? They know your name. They know your email address. They got your credit card information. They have your shipping addresses, phone number. They know what you purchased, and they know what you looked at purchasing but chose not to purchase, right? Now, you've all purchased an album before or a cassette or an A-track or a CD. What do the labels know about you as a consumer? And the answer is nothing, okay? Um, The money is in the data, The music industry will quickly move to doing business more like Amazon. And so far as they know exactly who their customer slash end user is, and they have the data on the customer's preferences, buying habits, as well as each customer's time to market, time to market. That's everything, right? Art has no fundamental deep root of value in society, guys. Uh, Until enough people like it. And so trying to throw money at a bunch of people who aren't going to come on board with an artist brand until there's a big enough party is a waste of money. And being able to identify who the pioneers are, who the early adopters are and focusing on them to build up that party with people who like to be first, then that's different than, um, you know, blowing money, trying to get the, the, the early majority to come in. Right. Um, a, a, another way to put that is like the, the, that Nirvana record, Never mind. The first three, 400,000 records were bought by people who really freaking love Nirvana. And the other 9.6 million were bought by people who want to identify with people who really freaking love Nirvana. Okay. But as an indie artist, you can't afford to try to market to the masses until you have your first 1,000 super fans and being able to identify them is key. And you can do that in digital. So in December of 2019, and, and what I'm about to tell you now, we're going to discuss this two weeks from Tuesday. So pay attention and get your popcorn, okay? In December of 2019, Jimmy Iovine discussed his thoughts on the future of the music business in an interview with the New York Times. St- this is, quote, streaming platforms can't scale like Netflix. At Netflix, the more subscribers you have, the less your costs are. In streaming music, the costs follow you, right? Because every time you stream something, you've got to pay the writers, you've got to pay the artists. So again, that was end quote. Now quote again. So hail the artist because in the end they're winning. It isn't their problem to figure out how the streaming company and the record company are going to make more money. It's the streaming company and the record company's problem to figure out how to become more valuable to that artist. All right. The Chinese word for crisis consists of two characters, danger and opportunity. It's no secret that the music business has been in crisis for quite some time. The opportunity lies in the label's ability to adapt and for that matter, the artist's ability to adapt. Data is how labels and artists will become, well, how data is how labels will become more valuable to the artists and data is how the artists are going to become valuable and profitable period. The labels and artists that adapt first will thrive. Imagine a radio promo campaign where you not only knew how many spins you got in any given market, which they pretty much know, but you also knew who heard it, how many times they heard it, how long they listened to it. Imagine you could retarget the exact people who heard the song and liked it to let them know about the follow up single while spending zero dollars on the people who didn't care. Imagine that radio stations collected 52,000 points of data from each and every listener. Imagine once you collected enough data, you could optimize it, creating huge audiences of new, remarkably more talented eyeballs in new markets that will love your artist and move the needle. There's more with regards to data collection. What happens on Amazon if you choose not to make a purchase? Right now, you're thinking about that pod, how that podcast or excuse me, how that product shows up everywhere. Every website you visit, your Facebook feed, your email, it's on your Instagram feed. You're very familiar with this technology. It's called a cookie. Facebook has a cookie too. It's called a pixel. And we can put pixels on websites, online ticket outlets, product pages, artist web stores, checkout cart pages, and yes, thank you pages where the thank you pages that you reach when you make a purchase on a web store or an online ticket outlet site. Imagine being a label that amasses enough data to optimize for buyers of artist merch, or tickets. For that matter, what if you're an artist and you can optimize for that? You already know these people love to buy merch. you got enough data where you can optimize that and reach new audiences who, that, that don't know who you are, but their data looks just like the buyers or enough like the buyers making your conversion rates go up and your commerce grow. This is what we can do with digital marketing. You only eat what you kill. What if the single doesn't resonate with a terrestrial radio audience? You know, what if you pick the, the wrong song, right? Same price. Not only is choosing a single a huge gamble, what a waste it is on terrestrial radio, or excuse me, what a waste it is to fail on terrestrial radio, especially for an indie label with a smaller budget, and therefore an indie artist. Okay, on a digital marketing platform, we would know if a song or video is bombing for less than a couple hundred dollars, allowing the label, in this case, or the artist, to cut bait save thousands of dollars, and try something different. Imagine making marketing decisions from real-time data instead of your gut. Every dollar spent in digital marketing gives you an immediate ROI in the form of data. Now, you all have heard me say that on the podcast before, but the next line should make you excited. I'm going to demonstrate exactly what that looks like and why it's important in the screenshots that follow in this proposal. The numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. With regards to budgeting, it's important that you understand that you only pay for what you use in digital marketing. You can start and stop an ad campaign whenever you want, meaning there's no upfront commitment. This is vastly different than the, than the broadcast marketing method you're accustomed to. You pay a radio promoter their fee, and whether they succeed or fail, whether it's the right song or not, same price. The same is true for magazine ads, radio ads, TV ads, tour promotion, etc. The pricing on digital platforms is auction-based. The varying price determines how many people you're going to reach for the same dollar spent. So, quote-unquote, expensive ads means you're reaching less people for the same dollar. Quote-unquote, inexpensive ads mean you're reaching more people for the same ad dollar. There are two main factors that determine price, content consumption and supply and demand. These are the main ones. Content consumption. Facebook and Instagram want you to have a pleasant experience on their platforms. When you purchase an ad, you're buying the ability to interrupt someone's feed with foreign content. If the content is being consumed, the cost goes down. Conversely, if the content isn't being consumed, the cost goes up. Quality of content and audience targeting are the key factors in this metric of content consumption. If your content sucks, nobody will consume it, your costs go up. If your content is amazing, but the audience targeting is bad, your costs will also go up. For instance, we've talked about this before. If you're the if you had the world's best hamburger recipe with a video demonstrating the culinary creation, but you've targeted a vegan audience, costs go up. Supply and demand. The larger the target audience, the more ad space on the platform, so the cost goes down. Therefore, national and international audiences cost less than a tour promotion audience within a 50-mile radius of the venue. Similarly, a 50-mile radius of a venue in Philly will cost less than a 50-mile radius of a venue in Iowa City. Again, you reach more people for the same marketing dollar in Philly than you would in Iowa City, making the latter more expensive. Okay, Does that make sense? Case studies and examples. (laughs) In the following pages, I'll show you screenshots of campaigns we've run so you can see data for yourself and get an idea of the exposure you can get per dollar spent in digital marketing. I'll also provide you information regarding each campaign to help you better comprehend what you're looking at. Campaign example below, we promoted a music video for an artist named Lala Deaton. You can see the ad buy in this case was $1,053. For that cost, we were able to get 17,003 people to watch. 95 to 99% of her video. The cost per 95% view was 6.1 cents. That's amazing, right? Would you pay 6.1 cents to get somebody you don't know to watch your entire music video? If you project this budget upwards, it would mean a $10,000 ad budget would get you 164,000 people that saw the entire video. $100,000 gets you over 1.6 million people. Watching the entire video. And you have to keep in mind, guys, that these are not just consumption numbers, which is what you're used to looking at, but they're real accounts. Okay, did you catch that? They're real accounts, and therefore each account can be specifically retargeted for the next piece of content. So artist music videos part two here below is a screenshot of the engagement metrics for the same Lala Deaton music video. The compelling stats here are the uh, 5,612 clicks through to her website. Remember, $1,053 was the budget. She got 5,612 clicks through to her website. This data is compelling because we didn't use a campaign objective that would target engagement or clicks. This was strictly targeting video views. So the fact that we had any click-throughs worth mentioning was astonishing. These clicks drove traffic to her, in this instance, drove traffic to her website where the consumer can learn more about the artist and even make a purchase and some purchases were made not enough to write home about, but it wasn't designed to generate purchases. It was designed to expose cold audiences to this new artist. So here's why the ROI on the data is so important guys, the campaign, this campaign was the third video, this next, this is a a new video we're talking about now. Uh, It's the third video. If we move on to that in a multiple release promo strategy from Lala Deaton to build up excitement for her album release, take a close look at these numbers and compare them to the previous chart we optimized the data on the people who most responded to the previous content and the results you can see below on this promo video we're still running which is still running at the time i created this proposal and is still currently running now at the time i created the proposal we spent $232 on facebook ads and we have now we have over 8983 95% plus video views So here's the bottom line. Her cost for a full video view, and 95% is as good as 100, okay? Her cost for a full video view plummeted from 6.1 cents to 2.4 cents, resulting in around a 300% increase in the exposure for the same ad dollars spent. So if we scale that up again, now $10,000 gets you in front of, guess 416,666 people to watch the whole video. A hundred thousand dollar ad buy gets you four point one million. Right? You see what we're doing there. Um, the engagement statistics went up as well. I'm going to skip through some of this, but here's here's um, another example. Here we have um, an, an artist that we're working with named Curtis Brawley. Okay, so Curtis. <clears throat> This particular video we're quite proud of, so I'm going to articulate the broad strokes on this because it's something special, and it's, 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 we tried something that hadn't been done before. Curtis is a gay country artist who is out of the closet. He professionally released his interpretation of Mariah Carey's Hero because the song literally saved his life. He was in high school on the day that he was going to take his own life. During a study hall where he had private access to the AV teacher's room, he was going to compose his suicide note. He was deciding what he was going to tell his family. He saw this CD on the desk, put it in, and alas, the the first song was Mariah's Hero. And that song cut through and reached him. And that was when he had the epiphany that he needed to stop relying on anyone else other than himself for his own happiness and his own success. So we thought the weight of this story was significant, right? That's a no-brainer. The proper music video for his recording of Hero is four minutes long but we decided to test a story of a story video with it. We interviewed the artist recanting his why on this recording. The interview portion was four minutes and eight seconds long. So the video content of the interview is just his face telling his truth. We combined the two videos and released them as one video. All total guys, this is an eight minute and eight second long video. This is important because eight minutes of attention from a cold audience is usually impossible to achieve. Um, we spent nine hundred and eighteen dollars and got two thousand one hundred and sixty six full video views, one hundred percent video views, which works out to forty two cents per eight minute view, well, it's still staggering that we got that that much attention for forty two cents. But <clears throat> the big story here, we optimized again, and because we had enough data. We optimized and we dropped that down, and the cost from a full video went from $0.42 to $0.33. So a significant drop because we optimized. So let's talk about these exposure costs. Let's take these exposure costs and compare them to radio, which everybody listening to My Voice is familiar with. For all intents and purposes, a radio single is a paid ad promoting the artist in the release. This exposure cost is paid for by the label, at least at first. And with radio, you're paying for the opportunity to gain an ad on the playlist for your artist. But there are no guarantees. The tyranny of space, radio and industry politics, relationships and money all factor into your chances of converting your ad investment, a.k.a. your radio promo budget, into enough exposure to presumably make a difference. <clears throat> and that's considering the fact that we're back when everybody only listened to radio because that's the only choice they had. And if any of you have kids, you can take a moment and notice where their attention is. They're, not, they're on Instagram, YouTube, the brand new Facebook video platform or TikTok. They're not listening to radio. So even with a hit single on the radio, you have zero data on who heard it, how many times they heard it, who liked it, who loved it, and who doesn't give a crap. And lastly, for for a metal label, this particular label proposal is for a metal label. How many stations are going to be? How many stations are there left to promote on that kind of music? You know, honest question. So, in digital marketing, you don't need anyone's permission. There are no gatekeepers to access the audience. No relationships to maintain, and there's no mathematically restrictive playlist to access. In short, there is zero artist competition for space. Therefore, all artists can have a chance. You can make. All artists profitable, even if they're an acquired taste and, and they take a little longer to catch on because they, they can do this because the label now isn't burdened with the decision of wasting a mission critical playlist spot on an underperforming artist. And you'll see real-time results every minute of the day. So you can see the needle moving. You know if you're winning or losing from day to day, hour to hour. You know who heard it, who liked it, who loved it, who watched it, etc. You spend $0 advertising to apathetic audiences. Through optimization, you get to lessen your exposure costs. And additionally, this hard data can be used as indisputable proof to incentivize other brands, other brand collaborations to ultimately offset the label's capital investment the more traffic you create the more attention starves brand the more attention star brands want to pay you and um i'm gonna let you guys read the rest of this on your own i'll, I'll post a download of this but i want to share that with you i mean that's that should have your head spinning guys this is done we've done it we've repeated it we've repeated it with eight minute videos with three minute videos we've done it with ticket sales with e-commerce for artists ticket sales 60 dollar ticket sales. This works, guys, but you just got to get in the game. It's not going to be a little switch that you flip over and it all miraculously, the sun shines again and you're on your way. You got to put some time, some energy, create some content and spend some money. But it's there. It's there waiting for you guys. So I hope this I hope this helps you. Uh, I will, I'm going to try to create a link for this. Uh, uh, I'm recording this today a little late. It's so on Thursday. It's going to drop tomorrow. So try to create a link for the download. So look in the show notes for the link for the label proposal. And we'll go from there, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Social, 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 social media, social media, social media. Social media. media. Challenge. 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 Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted.